So it's called Dinner with David. And Dinner with David, it's a nonfiction book about a very real story that happened in my life. And I think a lot of people, like, I don't, I haven't been given too much details because I have, like, so many people around me, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What are we expecting? I'm just kind of sitting back, like, y'all, I can't really explain it. Like, you have to really read it because it's such, it's one of those stories that kind of just takes you by surprise. Um, But it really takes a story of lies, manipulation, um, heartbreak, and betrayal, and turns it into, like, you know, something that you never would have thought. And you're just kind of sitting there like, whoa, the entire time. Hey, welcome back to Normalize the Conversation. Today, I'm here with Ramis Heron, founder of More Than Mental Project, upcoming author and artist. Ramis, you are officially a two-timer for Normalize the Conversation. I am so excited to have you back. I'm excited to be back. This was one of my favorite things to do, honestly, since I've started the More Than Mental Project. It has been one of my favorite things, like our conversation. I was going through it back then, so if you watch that episode, I look a lot different in the streets. Um, She was in a state of depression, (laughs) Um, but we're doing better now. We're living our best life. (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that you're doing better. And I want to talk about that episode because that was the first time we had met. We did not know each other, had not spoken before. And by the end, we ended up on Zoom for three hours, eating (laughs) dinner and talking as if we had been best friends the entire time. Yes, yes, we did. And now you are one of my best friends. And I cannot imagine not being able to call you and laugh and talk with you. But yeah, after that, we literally spent three hours on the phone. I literally took you up to my job at the time, which I no longer work at. But I took you up there because I wanted a pretzel because my job sold the best pretzels. And you were making dinner. And we talked about, you know, access and mental health. We talked about our own mental health. We talked about struggle and just life and it was the most amazing things and how we can help each other and you have been a huge supporter of the more than mental project and the more than mental project has been a huge huge supporter of inspiring my generation and we just love it we love you guys and we love you we love you I love you and I am just that was such like a serendipitous meeting and friendship that came out of a simple conversation hoping to normalize mental health and we don't realize that by having these conversations, we can connect on such deeper levels. And if we never had a conversation on mental health, we probably never would have connected. And who would I FaceTime when I'm having a bad day? <laughs> Great question, because same. And it's so crazy when I think about that episode is the fact that like, I remember us trying to get in that episode for so long and I just kept like canceling and rescheduling and moving it around because I just was not in the headspace to do it. And finally, like after a very, very bad night. Like I woke up the next morning and I was getting ready to cancel once again. And I was like, if you just get it out the way, you won't have to cancel again. (laughs) So I threw on the literal, like, like I said, the worst outfit I probably could have found, which was like hoodie, like a flannel over it and like a beanie and was like, let's do this. (laughs) And you pushed through it and you did it. And that's an amazing step when you're in such a dark place where you don't want to do anything. You don't want to talk to anyone. You don't want to 
have to sit there and share your mental health story with a complete stranger and just relive that moment that you're in kind of over and over again, but you showed up for yourself. And that is so powerful. It's important that we do show up for ourselves. I'm, I'm finding that out a lot, um, especially recently in my life, that showing up for me has to be the most important thing because I am a person who is known to show up for everybody. I'm a person who is known for just who I am. Who can you call on? I'll just call Ramiz. He'll be there. Call Ramiz. He'll take care of it. Call Ramiz. And I will. But I don't show up for myself like that. Like a lot of times, like I will show up for any and everybody in my life. But when it comes down to me, it's very hard for me to show up because I'm like, a lot of times I felt like I didn't deserve to be shown up for, which was like a whole thing that I'm like rediscovering and peeling back layers. And I'm pretty sure we'll get into it in this conversation. But yeah, it's it's been quite a journey, I will say, since the last time we spoke. I think I am in such a different place, such a different space, at literal, like mentally and physically in a different space. Um, last time we talked, I was sharing a two-bedroom with my mother, which was not a bad thing for me. I was okay with it. I was, you know, living my best life. And now I'm sitting here in my own, like, three-bedroom apartment. Like, one of them is my office. One is in my dog room. And I've adopted two most amazing dogs. Um, they have been the most incredible things for me and okay (laughs) and the light went out and my ring light went out great (laughs) but thankfully I have a giant window that gives me perfect lighting (laughs) but no I adopted two incredible dogs and they are literally my lifesavers and I would not imagine my life without them like whatsoever so First of all, to have a front row seat at how far you've come over the past year. Well, for us right now, it hasn't been a full year. It's been probably eight months. But when this comes out, it'll be a full year since we connected. Yes. And to have a front row seat at all of it. I remember you were at a point where you were talking about checking into a behavioral health facility, into a psych ward, and how that was something that you have found a lot of comfort and help in. Mm-hmm. and going through the motions over and over again to now at this point where you are relaunching more than mental project you have completely changed it back into its initial goals and your passion and to see you come full circle from that point of I don't know where I am and I feel lost to I'm an upcoming author I am writing a book it's getting ready to come out I have just changed everything and I'm back on track and everything is great has been well, depending on when so this comes amazing. out it may already be out at that time when does this come out march oh yeah it'll be out <laughs> this will be out by then so definitely so edit not upcoming author <laughs> official author <laughs> official author so like straight up <laughs> i am so proud of you Thank but you. before Thank we you. jump in and i make you tell us all about this new direction and the book how are you really Oh my God. Honestly, today and where I am right now, I am honestly so good. Um, I have days, I have struggles, you know, like a couple of days ago, I called you literally about to lose it. And, but the thing about it is when I'm in those moments, I find myself a lot better at understanding and trying to, um, 
figure out where it's coming from, trying to identify and take accountability and acknowledge things that I need to acknowledge and like, okay, how much of this was self-inflicted? How much of this was outside the world? How much of this was, you know, lies in my head that my anxiety has filled? I, you have to ask all yourself all those questions when dealing with this because it's super important and people do not realize how important that is to take a moment, sit in it, like, I think the thing about it is one thing that I have learned recently, and it came from my church, actually, is we're all hurting. And we went through this whole series in my church called uh, Help I'm Hurting. And it was the best thing that I have listened to in a while, because a lot of it was like, nobody wants to hurt. Nobody in the world wants to hurt, but we all have to go through it. And you have to sit in it, feel it, acknowledge it. Just don't let it consume you and be your whole identity. Let it be a part of you. Let it be something that moved you and helped you grow, but don't let it be the only thing you stand on is I'm just a hurt person because hurt people hurt people and you cannot, you know, heal if you're constantly sitting in that hurt. And, you know, I have been hurt. I have hurt others. And, you know, that's just the thing. I can't grow if I'm constantly like holding myself in a prison of that hurt. Okay. You said so many powerful things. Let's just dissect that all down. Number one, hurt people, hurt people. And people don't want to feel that pain. People don't want to feel it. So they stay hurt and it causes this traumatic effect, the domino effect. That's the word I'm looking for. Correct. And I was talking to somebody about this yesterday in an intro call and we need pain. Pain Mm -hmm. is the most beautiful part of life, in my opinion, because with pain brings a story, brings a passion, brings a discovery of yourself. And you can Mm -hmm. use that to make a difference. That's what makes you unique. That is your superpower is the pain that you've overcome and how you've overcome it and how you use that pain to make a difference in the world. And you can make a negative or positive difference. And that choice really lies within how you want to heal and if you want to heal and what steps you take. And a lot of times people don't, because like we've said so many times in the past, treatment isn't always accessible and without conversations, people don't know where to start. So by having you come on today and to talk so openly and vulnerably about everything you've gone through and what has helped you allow someone else out there who may not have access to treatment, who may not have any knowledge on mental health who no one may have ever had a conversation with you're helping them make that step forward well I'm glad to hear and that is what I'm here for that is what I have always aspired to do and be so I aspire to inspire (laughs) is the best way I can do it (laughs) one of my friends actually told me that like a long time ago she was just like, you aspire to inspire. And I love that. And I was like, huh, okay. (laughs) I love that because you really do. And what I love most about you, there are so many things I obviously adore about you, but what I love most is that you're never in competition. You literally show up for me all the time when I'm having a bad day and I am known to have bad days where I just shut down and I get overwhelmed and you listen, you offer support, you make me laugh. When I was looking for how to find a grant, I had no idea where to start. You easily could have been like, sorry, I don't know, or I just came across and I can't find it. 
and seen it as a competition between nonprofits. But you went out of your way to make sure that you sent me the same grant you applied for and gave me advice and tools that I needed. So you're one of those people who genuinely wants to inspire people, who wants to change the world, who wants to make a difference, who isn't interested in competing. And that is such a breath of fresh air in today's world. Because I feel like people don't understand that what is for you will always be for you. So whether I give it to you or whether you get it from somebody else, you're going to get to it if it's for you. So why not be a helping and a, like a stepping stone for you until I get to where I need to be? Like, why am I sitting here? The only person I'm in competition with is with the guy I was yesterday. Like I, he is the only person I'm competing for with because I just want to be better than him. I constantly want to be better than him. Other than that, we are all able to eat. We're all able to win. I don't need to be the biggest nonprofit, mental health nonprofit in the world. I just need to inspire people. I just need to be able to help people. I just need to reach a certain amount of people. What's, what's the point? What good does it do if I'm the biggest one, but yet I'm not really giving anything because there's a lot of nonprofits out there that are like that. They're huge. But what are they really doing? What are they really giving? What are they really giving access to? You know what I mean? And that's where my thing is like, I don't have to compete because what is for me will always be for me. And what is for you is whatever I have, you can never have because it was for me. God placed it in my life, in my heart for me. He placed what you have and what you need for you. And if he tells me to show up for you and give that to you, I'm going to. (laughs) So that's just how I feel all the time. I love that because I'm also a big believer that everything happens for a reason and what's meant to be will be no matter how far you stray from the path, no matter how much happens to you, no matter how much you go through, no matter how much pain that you have gone through or have caused what's meant for you will always be meant for you and you will get to where you need to be and just showing up for yourself every single day and trying to be better than you were yesterday is how you get there. Correct. But now... Let's jump into your book because this is your story. Your Ah. book is your story. Give us a quick little summary of what this is about. Good God. So it's called Dinner with David. And Dinner with David, it's a nonfiction book about a very real story that happened in my life. And I think a lot of people, like, I don't, I haven't been given too much details because I have, like, so many people around me, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What are we expecting? I'm just kind of sitting back, like, y'all I can't really explain it like you have to really read it because it's such it's one of those stories that kind of just takes you by surprise um but it really takes a story of lies manipulation um heartbreak and betrayal and turns it into like you know something that you never would have thought and you're just kind of sitting there like whoa the entire time and it was inspired by something like I said that is very real it very much so happened obviously there were some things that were tweaked for legality purposes and keeping people's names off the books (laughs) but for the most part like everything is like really spot on and I had like a lot of people don't even know this happened except for the people who were in it and a lot of people who are in it and who read it are going to be like whoa I know what he's talking about and to the rest of the world it's going to be like that oh, that's crazy. That's insane. But to people who are in it, they're going to be like, whoa, like it's going to take them there. They're going to like, really like, it's going to take them back for a second, but it's going to be good because I think it's going to be a a good healing for a lot of people to understand what exactly happened in this moment. And I'm really one of the only people who know what was happening in this moment. (laughs) 
So you say you're one of the only people who know, did you know back then in those moments, or is this like a reflection that came to you? Part of me knew. And the other part was a reflection. So it was like one of those things that I was like, in the moment, I was like, this is happening. Okay. Wow. And then now that I look back, I was like, oh my God, I can put pieces together and finally see the whole story. Because I obviously at the time, I can only see a piece of the story, my piece. And then later I was like, oh, that's what happened. Oh, okay. Nice to know. So I, like I said, it's going to take a lot of you by surprise. And the, the title in itself, it's, it's very interesting because when people read it, like a lot of people are going to like, they're going to make dinner with David. Like, I wonder why. And then once you get to the end, you're like, oh, like, that that's was, why it's dinner with David. That was going to be my next question is what is the significance of David? Can you give us a little, little hint? The book is out. The book is out. My lips are sealed until out. then. Um, so David is a, a person in my life who has been very important for a long time. And um, some time back, the dynamic shifted. And this story is about a literal dinner with him and what, ha- what transpired from that dinner. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. lies, manipulation, tragedy, all of this happened. Is this something that happens over years, over just yeah, one dinner? Yeah, so it's, what is it, it started with one dinner, and that's why it's called Dinner with David, but it turned into years of, whoa, I can't even explain it, like years of just heartbreak and, like I said, lies, manipulation, betrayal, like all types of things, so yeah. So as someone who has gone through this whole web it's kind of like a spider web of all these different pieces looking back at it is there any advice you could give to someone else who may feel like they are stuck in that same kind of situation oof um number one be honest with everyone and yourself because that is what kind of really shifted the dynamic of everything was the lies then became the manipulation of not taking accountability, be very accountable, like hold yourself accountable to everything that the part that you played in the web that has now been spun and things of that nature. And, you know, just be a hundred percent authentically you all the time. And that's going to put, put and put your best foot forward. If you find yourself in a situation like this, where you are trying to, you know, be something you're not and do things and create false images, it's not going to work. Things will always come to the light and you're going to be left looking very, very, very dumb if you don't. That is incredible advice, starting with that self-awareness of accountability for what happened. Mm-hmm. Because even though you may not have caused it, subconsciously you kind of know a little bit what's happening and you allow it to happen and that brings a lot of guilt and a lot of anger and a lot of shame and so many different emotions of how did I allow this to happen why did this happen why didn't I see it before why didn't I stop it and being able to make peace with that feel that accountability feel the pain feel the emotions and then continue to still be yourself your authentic self despite everything you've gone through is so powerful. 
people don't realize like accountability is one thing. Like I say it a lot, like to clients, I say it to friends, but like, I genuinely like stand by accountability so much. Take responsibility for your shit, period. Like if you did something, if you hurt somebody, if you lied, if you manipulated, even if it's like take accountability, but in the same breath, do not overcompensate. Cause I found myself doing that a lot where I would take so much of the accountability for everything that went wrong, forgetting it takes two to tango. There was several different moving parts in this. We were all a part of this. And although your, that person's part may have been smaller than yours, they were still a part of it. Don't take all of the accountability. Don't sit here and place the whole weight of the world on your shoulders. That's going to crush you. But take accountability for what you did, the part you played, and that's just it. Only apologize once for things. You do not pay two times for the same meal. Apologize once for something and move forward. I do not like people who hold you, you know, against your mistakes. This is how I feel. If you are going to hold someone's mistakes against them, release them from your life because clearly you're not over. But if you are going to keep them in your life and you're going to have them as a place in your life, you cannot keep bringing up what they did in the past, especially, especially if they are trying to grow, because that is the most damaging thing you can do to a person who is trying to grow and be better is continue to bring up something they've done. Because now they feel like they are shackled to that. They don't know anything else. And that's when people start living in that identity of, oh, this is just who I am. No, you're more than that. They have just shackled you to that. So you have to break those shackles off. Okay. Wow. (laughs) My mind is blown by that. You don't pay for the same meal twice. You don't pay for the same thing twice. You don't have to keep apologizing over and over again. When you show up with authenticity and vulnerability and you apologize and you mean it and you want to grow and you want to build that relationship. If they can't let the past be in the past, if they can't accept it, if they can't move forward, if they can't forgive you, you don't deserve to feel that guilt day after day. You don't deserve to make that part of your identity. We often make our mistakes, our entire identity. I am just the person who did this. And it makes it so hard to grow past it because every day it's that level of defeat. But you mentioned how overcompensating for the accountability can completely break you. And it sounds like you have gone through that multiple times. What was that or what is that point when you realize that you are crumbling with this feeling of everything's my fault? Um, Honestly, that feeling has come a lot for me because this is the thing people don't realize. Like, I tell people this all the time. My whole team knows this is my saying. I was like, you're going to meet people in this world who will tell you I am the best, most incredible person in this world. And you will also meet people who will tell you I am the worst person they've ever met. Believe them both. Because I've been through things. I am not a saint. I am not the world's perfect person. I always tell people I'm not a perfect man. I am a progressive man. I do not sit here and pretend to be something that I'm not. I am not holier than thou. I've made my mistakes. I've done my lies. I've done my manipulation. I put people through the freaking ringer. Like the person that I was, like you met me even two years ago. I'm a completely different person four years ago, like, and the timeline just continues. And the more I keep going, the more I grow. 
but there was this time where I started to place, like when I started to want to change, I started to place all the guilt and shame on me from everything that had happened in the past years. And it became such a thing of like, I'll never be amount to anything because like people are always going to know me by my mistakes. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people will know you by your mistakes, but a lot more people will know you by your greatness, by your love, by your patience, by your caring, by the promises you kept, by the accountability you took, by, you know, all of that stuff. But even some people you did make mistakes to, they'll recognize that guy, he has grown, he has changed, he has moved forward. And it's all up to you to make sure your healing is for you and not for anybody else. Don't do it because you want these people to see a new you, because you want to be forgiven. Forgive yourself, heal from you from within, because you glow differently and you show up differently when you're doing that. I realized just yesterday, I called two friends who are photographers and was like, I want to do a photo shoot because I feel like I need to like redeem myself from the last photo shoot. I just don't feel like I was at my best, yada, yada, yada. I was going through all these emotions. I was like, I need to show people I'm better than this. Like not even halfway through the photo shoot, I was sitting there, we were taking them and the photos were coming out great. They were showing me. And I was like, I just realized like, I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm doing this for me. Like, I don't need these pictures to validate. Nobody needs to validate me. I need to validate. My validation comes from me and God, and that is all I need. Everybody else, sorry, your opinion isn't valid. Yeah. Seek <laughs> connection, like, not yes. validation from others. Correct. So I, when it comes down to that point of holding yourself accountable, you have to make sure you disperse it evenly as well. And if other people don't want to take accountability for their actions, that is fine. Just take accountability for the part you did, and that is it. That's all. Yes. Other than that, break free of it the honesty that you've showed in this response is incredible because we all do make mistakes we are all going to be the villain in someone else's story the important piece is not to be the villain in our own story there are so many people who we have hurt along the way not be not always intentional not always intentional and I think people think that everything they do is intentional. And if someone hurt me, they meant to hurt it me. Was they... Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what we've been talking about lately. That was intention versus impact. It's that intention part. It was like, you had good intentions, but your impact was negative. So that's what people remember is that impact. They don't remember the intention. They remember the impact. So exactly. you have to take accountability for the impact, not the intention. Exactly. And also allow yourself to celebrate the intention that you had because the intention, like you said, isn't bad. And it just, the way you went about it may have caused a negative impact, but it doesn't mean you have to remove the intention. It doesn't mean you can't accomplish what you set out to accomplish. Just we're in a different way because we will make mistakes. We will take one step forward and 10 step back sometimes. And that is okay. (laughs) So now tell us about well, first of all, I want to go back to this book because I didn't know you were writing a book and you <laughs> FaceTimed me and said, I just wrote a book and it's getting ready to come out. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Take me okay. through the writing process because I did not get to experience this with you. Why no did you write did. it? How okay, did it go? 
the only person who experienced this writing process with me was my mentor, um, John Nilsson. Shout out to you. You are the most incredible guy I've ever met. I love you. Thank you. But he is one of my greatest friends. He was my yearbook and journalism teacher back in high school. And he was a guy who has literally like helped me shape the course of my life. He watched me go through the ups, the downs, and be a whole new person all in one. But he's the only person who joined me in this writing process because like, like I said, he has a journalism degree and he had a lot of knowledge that I needed. But when I did this, I decided to go under. I, it, uh, for me, it was a tunnel vision season and I went, I, I had to go underground and I had to shut off the world and I needed to do things for me. And one of those things was um, two years ago now, I wrote a book and um, it was called The Fine Line Between and I was getting ready to release. Everything was ready to set. Well, a publishing company that I was working with at the time decided to take the whole manuscript and say, if you want it back, you owe us a crazy amount of money. And I had no other copies of it, unfortunately. It was just that one I had submitted and I didn't, I literally could not find another copy anywhere to just try to re, re like just redo it. So I was very heartbroken. And that's actually where the More Than Mental Project started from that book. Um, little do people know, um, I wrote a book and the brain logo that was on the book, because um, it, it was a book about mental health and the brain logo sat with me so well, we built a whole nonprofit around it. It was crazy. So fast forward to this year, when I went through one of the worst times of my life, I decided to go back under and go in tunnel vision. And I texted my mentor and I was like, I'm gonna write another book. And he was like, okay, like, let me know what I could do. So like, I threw up an edit, like a word doc. I added him as a, a thing and I would go in and write, 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 write. He'd go in, edit, 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 edit. And we'd just go back and forth. And we, here we are. And I finished up like the weekend that I had called you and I was like I just finished my book and, and like I remember telling a lot of people that they were like excuse me what and I was like and I would like pull up the doc and I wouldn't let anybody read it but I would just kind of scroll and they were like you wrote a whole book I was like yeah I wrote a whole book and it was just like one of those moments that everybody was like tell us more and I was like no I'm okay I know <laughs> I, you've been so tight-lipped about it Look, the one thing that I have learned is do your stuff in silence and then just pop out one day like here it is and then move on. Because the whole like preparing people to drop and be like, oh my God, coming soon. Like no one cares. No one cares. Unless you're a celebrity, no one cares. So I don't have time to do the whole, oh my God, coming soon guy. Like, no, my close people know. And by the time this comes out, the world will know. But until then... I don't care enough. Like I wrote this book for me. I wrote this book to get out a story that I felt like needed to be told. And a lot of people will, the a light will shine differently on a lot of people and a lot of things. And I'm shining a negative light on myself for the first time and the part that I played in this whole thing. And I think that's what's going to take me by surprise is like, I'm not shying away from myself. I'm shining as much negative light as I'm shining on everybody else. It's one shining on me too. I am not a saint in this. We all had our hand in this. We're all going to sit like, we're going to jump off the bridge together. Like type of thing. We're going to hold hands. And we're all going to go into this together because, and like I said, everybody who is a part of this, I've already called and acknowledged and been like, Hey, 
this is this is happening. We need to talk. And I've had full conversations with everybody involved and everybody understands and we're all like on the same page. And I'm like, cool, as long as y'all know, this is what's happening. I'm not shining a negative light on just one person. I'm shining a negative light on all of us, negative and positive. I was like, because, you know, we all had growth in the story. I was like, but we did start off as villains to each other. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I feel like that's just the word of today. <laughs> I am so incredibly proud of you because it takes so much strength to admit when you make a mistake oh, yeah. and then to want to admit it to the world in a book that shows everything you've gone through, the part you've played and how far you have come since those days is so powerful. And that's the story we need to hear. There are so many stories about all the good things about everything we've accomplished, about how far we've come, and only the good light. We tend not to share the stories of when we make a mistake, when we are actually the villain in someone else's story, but more importantly, the villain in our own, and how we overcome the villain within us to be the superhuman that we've all always been and we're afraid to let out. So I am so incredibly proud. I'm throwing it out there now that when I purchase, I expect it to be signed. <laughs> I expect well, okay, so this copy. No, so no. certain people, I, I'm I'm gonna be a little extra. I'm not gonna lie. Certain people are gonna get a PR box um, filled with the um, merch from the More Than Mental Project, the merch that we're gonna be coming out with in that time. Um, because that collection is like coming and I'm so excited. Sorry. But the merch that we're going to be coming out with, um, a, you know, QR code to scan for our podcast that will be out at the time. Our whole first series will be out. Season will be out. Super excited for that as well. By that time, by this time, our whole first season will be out. So everybody go listen to the Island podcast because it'll be out by now. Um, super excited for that. Um, and then it'll come with a signed copy of the book from me. And honestly, an invitation to the dinner party that we will be having. Because um, we're having... I'm so proud an, of you. I just, I can't, I'm sorry. We're having an entire dinner party for Dinner with David. Where it's uh, a book release party that will be an entire dinner party themed. And um, because the thing about it is the whole... Um, the table of content is set up like a menu. Appetizer, no, it's cocktails, appetizers, entree, dessert. It's all set and it's broken down into sections and what each chapter is a different food and why that food is significant in that chapter and things like that. (laughs) I love that. You put so much into creating this and that PR box that's something that I've been working on recently, putting like the workbook and the encouragement cards and that marketing material and the new merch and everything. And that takes so much because mm-hmm. people don't realize that, first of all, finding the right size box is a journey in itself. It's a whole journey by itself. <laughs> and then how to organize it in a way that not only ships well, but is inviting and engaging when someone opens it that they see what they're meant to see first. And maybe different people are meant to see different pieces and aspects first. It is a lot. So for you to be doing that, the book, the podcast, revamping more than mental project. I mean, wow, you have been nonstop. 
So when have you made time for self-care? As I ask you this, every time we speak, what was your self-care? So lately, Sundays have always been dedicated to self-care. It's been that way for a while. And I've kind of just kept it that way. On Sundays, I take a moment. I reflect on the week that I just had. I also set up intentions for the week that I'm going to have. Um, I become very in tune with myself, with my surroundings, with what's going on, um, you know, spending time with God for me, obviously on Sundays, just trying to do everything that I need to do on that Sunday to really just like take myself and do whatever I want, whether that's take me to dinner, have mimosas, go to brunch with myself, go to brunch with a friend, like whatever that looks like, that's what I do for that day. Sometimes it's getting my nails done. Sometimes it's, you know, who knows, but I just know for that moment, in that moment, I just take all the time that I need to like really just reset because throughout the week, like you said, I'm non-freaking stop. Mondays are crazy. Tuesdays, Wednesday, like all throughout the week, I'm just boom, 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 boom. Um, my team knows now because and I, right now we are like, we're a team of five and which is crazy because we started at a bigger team than we have now we have completely downsized. We went from a team of 14 to a team of five. Um, yeah, completely revamping. I downsized hardcore and I started focusing. I went back to what's important. Right now we're not selling merch in this time. By the time this releases, we will be selling merch. But in this time, we aren't selling merch. We're doing a lot of things. We're getting back to the root of why we started, which is providing quality services and treatment. To people, um, we just, by the time this comes out, we're accepting insurances. Um, I cried when you told me. Do you remember <laughs> FaceTime? I started crying. I was so did, proud did. of you. Literally, you did. You started crying whenever we freaked whenever I told that you. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Do you understand how huge that is? From yeah. where you were when we first connected back in March, when you said that it might have been February, I should really look into that was, date. I think it was February. I think it was February. And you wanted to do this. You were starting it. You wanted to offer free mental health services and give everyone the chance to have therapy because so many people can't access it. And this was your goal. This was your mission. And you were trying to figure out how to do it. And it was a bit of a struggle in the beginning, but to see you get all the way here. I cannot possibly be more excited and proud of you and getting to, I've said this so many times, but getting to witness this from that day where you were trying so hard to get to that point and you were starting to burn out to that point where you're there and you've gone through that burnout a million times over and you're still standing and still pushing and so much bright light you're like my sunshine now well thank you but no you always be my sunshine <laughs> but no I tell the best thing I could have done and the worst thing that has ever happened to me was take a almost three-month hiatus off of everything um I went through one of the most difficult times of my life one of the most important people in my life me and him went through a very rocky point and we, <sighs> it was incredibly hard and it was very eye-opening for me though. And he was 
my inspiration. Actually, I'm not even gonna say what, it still is. He is an inspiration in me. He pushed me and he gave me things that, you know, I always wanted, but I had to realize I had to start giving them to myself. And so with, you know, him not necessarily walking out of my life because we're still very much so in each other's life, just not in the capacity that we were, um, which I'm every day I'm starting to realize is more and more okay. But that right there was a very big wake up call for me. Like, you know, I have always prioritized other people and, you know, put other people's needs before mine. And it was in that moment that I was like, all right, Ramis, what do you need? What do you want? How are you like, if this person is not here, how are you still going to show up for you? Stop making your identity wrapped around these people and these things and things that will like, you know, will ultimately one day may change. So it was in that moment, like I said, it was the hardest, hardest time of my life, but the most eye-opening. And I'm, I tell everybody, I'm not happy I went through it. I'm grateful. Being grateful for such a hard time shows how much you've grown, but also how much you do aspire to inspire because we tend to be so bitter about the hard times. I still have times where I look back at things and situations and people in my life who didn't notice, didn't notice what they were doing, didn't notice what I was going through. And I get a little angry and learning to be grateful for all that has been the hardest journey of my life. And you've done it so quickly, so elegantly and recognizing that you needed to take a break. A three-month break is a lot. And I remember you texting me during that and you were so lost. And taking a break when you feel lost is the hardest thing in the world because that's a moment where you so badly want to figure it out. You don't want to give up. Then you start to attach your identity to that and what your next step is and to recognize that you needed that break is incredible. And now you incorporate that every week into a Sunday where you take care of yourself, where you continuously show up for yourself. Last Sunday, you went for a walk in the park. I wanted to pretend like your self-care was talking to me, but it was that moment in the park, that fresh air. That is so important to recognize that not only did you need that space for yourself for three months, you need it every week because you are moving so fast. You have so much that you want to do, so much that you are doing and giving yourself that space every week. It's something that I want to do. You've inspired me now. Listen, I, because this is the thing, my team, my friends, everybody in my life is like, how do you keep going? (laughs) And because it's literally, it's the more than mental project. It's my studio kids when I'm teaching. It's like you said, building podcasts, getting in schools, starting insurance, accepting, working on the website, doing the Instagram, making sure my clients are taken care of, because that's also a part of being a social worker. So all of this, plus dealing with clients, um, just, and maintaining a healthy social life, and raising two puppies. (laughs) Like, I, people are like, what time do you have in your day that I don't? I was like, none, I'm just very intentional with I'm very intentional. And some days you'll call me and I'll be up at 5, 6 a.m. and I'll be doing stuff. And other days you'll call me and it'll be nine o'clock and I'm still laying in bed. I'm taking that intentional time for me. 
just because I didn't get up at 5 a.m. doesn't make me any less productive than the next person. It's the days where I stay in bed till 2 p.m. and I get nothing done day after day after. That is what makes you less productive. If you get up at 5 a.m. today and nine tomorrow, eight the day after that, maybe seven, like, and, but as long as you're up and you knock off a couple things off your to-do list and you say, check here, check here, check here, I'm okay. That's all you can do. My friend always tells me, I literally, I was like, it doesn't matter how you keep going, just keep going. I don't care if you run, walk, crawl, scoot, roll, keep going forward, keep moving. That's all we can do. If it's a, like little by little, I don't care. I say, you know, a lot of people be like, oh my God, like you took two months and you're already over, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not over it. I'm far from over it. I am every day I'm healing. But what good is it going to do me by sitting there? I took two months in solitude, underground, by myself, that I'm still in a season at this moment, you know, November, I'm still in a season of solitude. But every day I come out a little more. I People don't realize, like, they're like, oh my God, you're always on the go. Half of this stuff doesn't require me to leave the comfort of my own home. My office is here. My dogs are here. My team comes here for meetings. I don't have to leave. When I do, I go teach. I go to like a couple meetings, make to the bank, blah, 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 and I come right back home. I spend time with myself. I'm very intentional with my time, and I understand what needs to be done. I set out my priorities and my to-do list. If you look at my journal, it looks like chicken scratch to everybody else, but to me, it makes sense. And, you know, even my team had had has to get me sometimes reorganized because my brain is like rapid fire going. I will go from choreography to, oh my God, we have to set up this event to, oh my God, I need to call this person for insurance and back to choreography. And my team has to just like jump on for the ride and be like, where is he going next? <laughs> and figure out which stop is theirs as the directors of each. <laughs> but um, I love them so much. They are the most incredible team I've ever had. Um, and that's not like, you know, taking shot to anybody who was a part of my team. I think everybody who has joined me on this journey is incredible. And some of them, I would love to have back when the time is right. But as of right now, the team that we have now is perfect for what we're doing. You are, I mean, wow. Again, (laughs) doing everything with intention is so important. Getting up at 5am with no intention does not, again, make you more productive than someone who got up at 2 p.m. with intention, who took that time for self-care and now has a plan. Doing things with intention is even self-care. Self-care itself is not the power. The power comes in the intention for the self-care. The power is always in what your intention is and how you are taking it moment by moment. And doing everything you can within that moment to show up for yourself, to show up for others, to show up for your organization, to show up for the kids, constantly being there. Even when you're still at that point of solitude, when you're at that point of pain, you're still showing up no matter what time of day it is. Right. And see, that's what people don't realize is the fact that like, even now I have days where I simply don't want to get up to let my dogs out. But if I don't show up for them, they're going to piss and poop in my house. And then there's that. And who can I blame for that? Me for not getting up. So it's like people don't realize, like, I even am still showing up for those little things. But at the end of the day, I have to show up for myself. And sometimes right after I take them out, I come right back in and I let them kind of roam the house. And I go go back in bed. And if they want to come lay with me, they can. But if they want to roam, like, they can. Like, I just kind of 
everything is for me. Like this morning when I woke up, I was, I got up, I took them out, I did their whole thing. And, you know, then I got dressed and I got ready for this. But like, while I was in the bathroom, I was also taking moments for me. I was doing my, you know, morning gratitude. Like, what am I thankful for today? I'm thankful for literally the breath of life. Today was not promised. I'm thankful for the little things. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my refrigerator, like the very little things. I have a You're talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I get to talk to Francesca today. Like, but like, I have a loving family. I have a wonderful team. I had all of that like surrounding me. I'm grateful. After that, you know, I set my intentions for the day. Today will be good. I will walk in the light. Blah, 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 blah. I do my self love. I do my affirmations. Whatever I need. And, you know, I, me- I remember first starting it and everything seemed so weird, like stealing an affirmation in the morning, like, I I, I want this and blah, 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 blah. You're like, this feels weird. Or like, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you are deserving of love. I'm like, are you? You start questioning yourself at first when you're not used yeah. to that. But now to the point where I can do these things and I like take that time. And like, even when I feel like I look a hot mess, I asked me two days ago, I felt like I looked a hot freaking mess. And everybody's like, you look fine. I was like, mm, I don't like it. I look a hot mess. <laughs> and, but it, it's all a mindset. It is all a freaking mindset of how you walk through your day. If you, if you constantly tell yourself, I look a mess, I look a mess, I look a mess. Yeah, you're going to start feeling like you look a mess. If you walk through the day and you're like, I look phenomenal. I am like this. I am that. You will start feeling like that. And there's a point where, you know, it just shifts and it's not cockiness, it's confidence. And saying that to yourself is not cocky. It's self-love. Like I, I, I'm deserving. I'm loved. I'm beautiful inside and out. I'm enough. I'm more than enough. I'm abundantly enough. Like I say things like that now, and I am abundantly enough. Like, cause I went from thinking like I was never enough and that I would have like, I went from a point in my life to think in order for people to love me, I had to have the most expensive things. I had to take all of my friends on the most expensive trips. I had to dress them in decadence and we all had to be very bougie and upscale. And I went from a moment, those moments to like, no, me, I'm enough. Just me. Strip away everything else. I am enough. I am loving. I'm caring. I'm freaking hilarious like all of those things like you have to like sit in that and understand and that's the thing is like I acknowledge who I am I am the most caring shady person you'll ever meet in your life (laughs) and that is just how I can describe myself I am caring but I'm also shady boots like I'm more to say but I'm not shady in the way where I'm talking behind your back I'm shady in the way where I'll say to your face and be like didn't you say you were blah, 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 and you were trying to get your life together? I'm that shady accountable friend. I am more to hold you accountable in the shadiest way possible. So you are that I think person. that's just, you said what? You are that person. <laughs> because you, ha- you have to have a friend like that, though. That accountability, because yes. some people are just not good at accountability. I will be your accountability partner. Didn't you say you weren't drinking? Why are we here? Didn't you say you were going to stop texting him? Why, why are we texting him? What? Because the thing about the thing about it is, I'm not going to stop you at all. I'm going to hold you accountable, and I'm going to call out your actions. So that way, later you can be like, "Oh my God, why didn't you say something?" I did. It was on you. You're a grown up. Take accountability. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so we are starting to run low on time. So we're going to do a rapid fire question, real quick. Hey, are you ready? Yes. Favorite affirmation. Um, I do not chase. I attract anything that belongs to me will simply find me. Love that. Favorite coping mechanism? 
Um, taking time for myself, uh, detaching from all worldly things, forgetting that I am not of this fleshly uh, world and remembering that I am of God. One person who inspires you. Oh, one person who inspires me very hard right now. My friend, Cassie Wagner. Uh, love that girl. That's so sweet. Um, if you could do any one thing to change the world, what would it be? Um, if I could do one thing to change the world, I would I'd literally provide free mental health access everywhere, like not even in this country, just literally everywhere for people to talk. So it's like creating safe spaces everywhere. Quick elevator pitch on why someone should listen to your podcast. Um, real, authentic, funny, and just a good time on Thirsty Thursdays. <laughs> I love that. Um, why should someone read your book? Um, if you ever want to take a moment of self-reflection and look within, you should develop. In one sentence, if you could say one thing to someone who is struggling, what would it be? Um, you are loved. You are enough. You are never alone. Um, and we are not here to fix you. We are here to help you. What are you most proud of in your journey so far? <sighs> Gosh, honestly, I don't, I couldn't even tell you a lot. Um, the, the whole journey in itself. <laughs> and what is the most powerful advice you've ever been given? most powerful advice I've ever been given was honestly just to remember that um, you can only reach people to the depth of which they've uh, met themselves and no matter what like you can only help somebody so much and somebody can only help you so much before it's time for you to start helping yourself that is so powerful and tell us a little bit more about More Than Mental Project and how someone can connect with you and learn more. The More Than Mental Project, we are a nonprofit that are providing access and treatment all across telehealth therapy um, all across the nation. We will um, be providing insurance starting in January. So by the time this comes out, go ahead and go to our website, click on it. You can do a free assessment and you can do, you know, a quick little Q&A to figure out what you need and where you need to be. And if you don't need that type of help, you can also just join our live chat with um, trained specialists who will just talk you through situations and just be there for you when whatever capacity you need. Website link? www.morethanmentalproject.com. Instagram handle? At morethanmentalproject.com. At more than muscle project. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, real quick. How can someone find your podcast? And how can they um, buy your book? Both. <laughs> so the book will be sold on Amazon. Um, it's being sold on Amazon and probably at a few stores. Still working out those kinks, so I'm not really sure yet. But Amazon, we know for sure. Um, podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, and we have a video version where you'll see me and the guests that we have on the island um, sipping drinks and talking, and you can watch us talk about what we're talking about. It's a visual on YouTube. Ramis, my love, thank you so much for joining me today, for showing up for all of us. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you for having me. As always, it was a pleasure. I enjoy it every time.
Um, you are incredible and I love you dearly.